that we might understand some of this world that he created and put us in that's around us. We're going to look at some things this morning. Because a lot of times in the Bible we deal with what is ideal. God tells us, this is the way you ought to think. This is the way you ought to act. This is the way you ought to be. But we don't do that a lot. For the most part, we live a pretty compromised kind of situation in this world that Satan has control of and has designed all the system. But I want to read you something this morning that David wrote in the 139th Psalm. We talked about him, God creating us and how he goes about it. And that he knows us in the womb. And we're going to see some more of that this morning. But he says in the 139th Psalm, in verse 14, I will praise thee, David says, talking about God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. David said, when I think about how you made me, God, it scares me a little bit to think about how you went about it. And then that word wonderfully means uniquely made. Nobody else is like you. If your mom and dad had 20 kids, every one of them would be different. And they all came from the same place. Marvelous are thy works, David said to God. And that, and you see that the translators have put that word that in that verse to make sure that we don't miss the point that David is trying to make. He says, and that my soul knoweth right well. My soul, David says, knows how absolutely, uniquely, and fearfully and wonderfully I am made, and God made me. Now that's the spiritual side of it. That's the heavenly side of it. I want us this morning, and, and, and maybe, maybe, some of us may need bringing down to the level that God wants us to be in. This information I'm fixing to give you is real. As close as somebody can come to it. It's about real happenings, real things that are going on. It's not creating a world that God approves of everything. But David didn't have this information I'm fixing to share with you when he wrote this. And he knew how special he was made and what trouble God had gone through to do that. Now we said last week or so, and been talking about it some, that we're made out of dust. The most common thing in the whole world. 
You can't get a truckload of it and sell it to anybody. It's that common. And God took the most common thing he had in the world and made each one of us. But I want you to see something. And look a little bit deeper into God's perspective of this thing and see how he looks at it also. God's creation, that's us in our body. We were created in the image of God. Now that means several things. And I don't believe anybody has ever got it all down what all that means. But God said that, so that means that that's what he means. We were created in the image of God. But 65% of our body is water. Did you know that? 65% of our body is water. A 160-pound person is made up of 104 pounds of water. Now, that's a little weird, seems like to me. I don't believe everybody realized that. That's 15 gallons of water. <laughs> Each one of us who weighs 160 pounds is made up of 15 gallons of water. The body is 15 gallons of water with some other stuff mixed in. The stuff that is mixed in with the water that comprises what makes up our body is 109 known earthly elements. 109 different elements are in each one of us' body. Of chemical elements, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen make up 96% of our body. 96% of the stuff is those four chemicals. The other two and a half percent is calcium, phosphorus, potassium, sodium, sulfur, chlorine, and magnesium, mostly minerals. The other remaining percent and a half is made up of 50 different elements. Now some of you know in 22 last year in February, out of the clear blue sky, I'm walking along. Daddy used to say like a blind dog in the meat house, not worried about anything. And all of a sudden, I'm about crazy and go in the hospital, and they say my calcium in my bloodstream is 10 times the level it ought to be. Well, I spent four days in the hospital. Since then, I've been all the way to the top of UAB, 
with endocrinologists and everything else, and nobody today, a year and a half later, can tell me why my calcium was as high as it was. But now let me tell you something from personal experience. You'll go crazy as a betsy bug if you've got that much calcium in. No doctor had ever heard of anybody having that much calcium in their bloodstream. Even to the extent that the calcium got on the inside of my blood vessels and made them hard. And for a year after I got out of the hospital, I, my blood pressure was 185 over 85, and I couldn't move it with anything. So even though you're 15 gallons of water, and you're not but a little bit of that stuff, you get a little bit of that stuff out of whack, you can't operate as a person. I mean, I couldn't find words. I'd try to say something, and there'd be one word that I couldn't, my mind couldn't find. I couldn't walk straight just because my calcium and my vitamin D was a little bit off. And they don't know why the vitamin D was off. I haven't taken vitamin D for years. So what I'm trying to say is, this is all very peculiar situations. And it doesn't take much to get you out of whack. You know what rendered means? Do you remember they used to talk about rendering a hog? Your granddaddy used to, to, to heat the fat on the hog and get lard. You remember that? They'd render a lot of pounds of lard out of a hog. Well, if your body was melted down and rendered like they used to get lard out of a hog and sold for scrap on the commodities market in 2017, the value of the minerals and chemicals in your body would have come up to $5.40. Now, let's look at this in proper perspective. I mean, if I could tap God on the shoulder, which he hadn't got a shoulder, but if I tapped him on the shoulder and said, do you know about this? He said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know about that. So I weigh 162 pounds. So a guy that weighs 162 pounds, my body is about 15 gallons of water with $5.40 worth of stuff mixed in with it. That's who I am. No wonder that God would have put in his word in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, I would that a man not to think of himself more highly than he ought. If you get on your high horse, as mama used to say, or too big for your britches, think about this. You're 15 gallons of water with $5.40 worth of stuff mixed in with it. Is that the way God sees us? Some of us, yes, he does. Those of us who do not choose to believe in Jesus Christ, he may.
So is it no wonder in the last chapters of Job, you know, when Job, after he'd had all his trouble, and his three friends came and tried to tell him that the reason you're in trouble is because you've been sinning, and he said, no, I haven't, I haven't sinned. Finally, he got out of patience and just blurted out to his friends, no, I haven't been sinning. I've been watching myself too close to that. And God says, Job, and starting in about the 37th chapter, who do you think you are? <laughs> God knew that Job, I don't know how big he was, but he was about 15 gallons of water and $5.40 worth of stuff. But at that point, you probably couldn't have convinced Job of it. Now let's look at the human perspective. Some people place about this much value on a human life in this world. You ought to be aware of that. If you've never been aware of it before in your life, when Hamas is cutting off babies' heads. And killing people, old people, non-combatant people, people who can't fight them. They're killing and raping women. They could care less. They are an asset. The people that they have captured are assets to them to trade for something they need from the Israelites. That's how much they care about you. In 2017, there were 17,000 murders in the United States of America. 17,000. There are between 400 and 500,000 murders in the world every year. Half a million people are murdered in the world every year. Over 40 million abortions in the world a year. Now that's the value that some of the people in this world put on a human life. Now look around and figure what the people around you are worth. How much do you care about some of those people? And what kind of value do you place on them? And what kind of value you place on them having an influence on your life? Let me tell you a real truth. I didn't go back and look it up, but I remembered it from a lesson, lessons that I taught so many years about how much God was involved with 
our pregnancies. I, I read you the story about God opening and closing women's womb. He's in charge of who gets pregnant and who doesn't. Period. I don't know how many of you are my age. I was born in 42. My dad got drafted on Christmas Eve day of 42. He came, spent 11 months in the hospital and came back. My brother, Susan's husband, was born in 44. Two boys, born during wartime. Has it ever occurred to you that because of all the men that were killed in World War II, that the ratio to girls and boys got out of whack? With all those men being killed? Do you know how long God, this is awesome, do you know how long God took to put it back like it was before the war? Three years. In three years, God had the ratio of girls and boys back to where it was before the war. Just a little hint to let you know how much God is in the business of your business. That's real. Those are facts. Let me tell you another little fact. Maybe some of you remember you remember a few years ago when the Chinese communists were not allowing the Chinese women to have little girls? They had to abort the little girl. You remember that? They were regulated. There was only so many little girls could be born in China. They woke up a few years ago and they figured something out. Because of the health of the people, the country of China had way too many old folks. Like in this country, they're living off of what younger people are working and paying into Social Security. They had too many old folks who, number one, couldn't work. Number two, were past the childbearing ages. So they couldn't have any children They had a bunch of young men in their 20s and 30s and didn't have anybody, any young girls that age for them to marry. And had all these old folks. The whole gender ratio of the country of China was way out of whack. Now this is something you probably didn't realize. You know how many folks got killed with COVID? Old folks got killed with COVID in the United States? I mean, they was giving us those numbers every, every day or two. And hundreds of thousands of old folks up in New York and all got killed in nursing homes because COVID was worse on old folks than it was on anybody else. It cleaned out old folks. And where did it come from? It escaped from a lab in China. It escaped. It must have been an accident. Not that they had too many old folks they wanted to get rid of. 
God couldn't do that that fast. When we take over what God is supposed to be in control of, you see what a mess is made of everything? I don't know how many old people were killed in China. I've heard them say that they know that there were way, way more than anybody else, but they can't get the figures out of China because the communist government that rules it won't give you those figures. But COVID somewhat restored the number of old folks to young folks because of all the abortions of the girls. And now they're encouraging girls to be born because they got guys over there that's got nobody to marry that are in the childbearing age and they can't have children. And they're afraid that other countries or the populations is going to explode and get so much bigger than who they are. And they won't have enough fighting people to get out and protect themselves. Now that's real stuff. That's not something that somebody thought, thunk up. It's real. Because we get in God's business. But there's another side. There's another side to all this worldly side. And you know what it is. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have of God, and ye are not your own? God bought each one of us, folks. He's got a title on us. He owns us. That's what my Bible says. And you know what? It cost him a whole lot more than 15 gallons of water and $5.40. It cost him the blood and the temporary life of his own only begotten son, Jesus. But he did that for us. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You out there who call yourself a Christian and who have believed in the gospel of Jesus Christ belong to God. And that makes you worth a whole lot more than 15 gallons of water and $5.40. Now, you and I can take our 15 gallons of water and $5.40 worth of other stuff and commit it to Jesus Christ And when we do that, we can turn a soul from hell to heaven with our witness. We can share Jesus with our voice to people who don't know him and change a person's life altogether. 
we can make it possible for somebody to never die. We will never die. And the lost of this world, when they accept Jesus Christ, will never die. God says in my scripture that we can command a mountain to slide off the earth into the ocean and it will do it. You have that much power because God has given you the Holy Spirit to live within you 24-7. And it is the most powerful thing in the whole world is the Holy Spirit of God. It is a part of God Himself that He puts in every believer. And it's there for a purpose to guide us and to remind us of what Jesus said and to convict us of our sin, to make our conscience worry us about wrong things that we do. Like it says in James chapter 5 and verse 7, Elijah was a man just like us. That's what Scripture said. He was a man just like you and I. This is James, the brother of Jesus, said this. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth for three and a half years. Because one man prayed that it won't rain, it didn't rain on the earth for three and a half years. And he said, he's just like us. You could do that if God wanted it done. And if he punched your button and said, pray that it won't rain on the earth for three and a half years, you can do that and it won't rain. And then it said he prayed again, and the heavens opened up, and watered the earth. All because one old man asked God, do that, and God did it. Because God wanted it that way. And he was looking for somebody he could use. You see, God does... God speaks to people about Jesus, but without one of us saying something to him, it won't work. The Holy Spirit can work on people to prepare them to believe in Jesus, but until one of us comes along and says a word, it don't work. In your life, and with the people and things that are under your influence. Who do you think by your example and with your words you might be able to change for Jesus Christ? Have you ever felt, and I don't, Maybe the word casual is not the way, although I'll say this, I've learned that being casual about Jesus Christ, some people will listen to you, that if you tried to make it too tight a thing and too big a thing, they might not listen. How many people could be seriously led to Jesus Christ 
because they heard you speaking about Jesus Christ like he lived next door to you and he was in and out of your house all day long. Because that's the way it is. Whether you believe it that way or not. You can pray just like Elijah did. And that prayer has that power. If something is important to you and you let somebody know it, how do you know that they won't consider it a thing that's important to them? Just because it was important to you. You sometimes never know. You don't know how many people you might have influenced for Jesus Christ in your life. It says in Ephesians 4 that we can't walk and think like other Gentiles walk and think anymore in the vanity of their mind. You can't just make your own decisions for your life out of your own thinking process because like he says in Jeremiah, it is not within the man that walketh to direct his own steps. We don't have sense enough to direct our own step like God would want us to walk unless he shows us how. Maybe you're not 81 yet. Maybe you're not at this place yet. And I don't know why some days I am. But you look back on your life when you get to where you can't pick up anything you want to and run as fast as you want to and work as hard as you want to and stay up all night like you could when you were young. You look back and you see, what have I done with my life? Have you ever done that? Well, looking back on your life, does it really matter if you've been able to do everything like you wanted to do it and you didn't do anything like God wanted to do it. It'll get serious after a while. There'll come a time when that will be a big thing to you. Lord, have I, have I done all right with you? Have I done enough of what you want me to do to get by? Of course, that's not about heaven. That's about reward. Because you've got heaven promised to you already. But there are two or three things out of this little group body here of information that I think we need to get out of it. Number one, if you sometimes think that God thinks you're not quite important enough, Maybe as important as you think you are. That might have something right there to do with it. 15 gallon of water and $5.40. <laughs> That's a humbling figure right there, you hear me? <laughs> 15 gallons of water, you can flush that down with, 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 with three flushes, you know. And $5.40 worth of chemicals. 
But like I said, I've been there. Let one of those chemicals get a little bit off, <laughs> and you won't walk and talk like you did before. You can't till you get it back right. Why not turn your life over to the Lord, let Him make your decisions for you, and start living a life that you cannot honestly believe how easy everything is and how little you worry and how little you fear and how a lot of things that used to be so big in your life just don't seem to matter anymore. I've been taught all my life that God is love, that God is peace and joy, and He is all those things. But sometimes, preachers like myself tend not to remind folks that David disobeyed God and God killed 83,000 of his soldiers in one plague, just like that. God is the only one who has the right to decide whether a person is cheap or worth something. That's the only one that has it. There was a time when God cleaned out the whole world. Everybody that was living here was done away with in the flood except for Noah and his wife and his three boys and their wives. Everybody. Because God said they were so evil, He couldn't let them live. So see, all that can be in our mind, in the mind of a Christian and how we walk on a daily basis and what we think about things and what importance and priority we give to certain things in our life. And sometimes it's worth it to get up off the couch on a, after a hard day and go and talk to somebody about Jesus. It's worth it all. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tolerating us and our arrogance, and our pride, and our ideas about who we are in comparison to who you are. Teach us to humble ourselves before your mighty hand, and you will exalt us when you see fit. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.